With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My biggest question for you guys about the Candace Owens-Andrew Tate interview is where do you guys find the time to watch three hours? It was more than three hours of an interview. And like immediately when it dropped, immediately, I was traveling in Washington, D.C. when this interview dropped. I didn't get a chance to watch it for a couple of days. And even so, I watched like 45 minutes or an hour of it or something like that. And then I just transcribed the rest to read through it because I could not find just an extra random three hours of my day to watch this interview. Um, a lot of you have asked me to comment on this or asked me what my thoughts are on this. I do have a couple of thoughts. Um, a couple of you also said, don't you have bigger fish to fry than talking about Andrew Tate? And I want to address that briefly because... What we do on the show is, yes, we talk about politics and politics as it relates to Congress or whatever, legislative stuff, Supreme Court, presidents, um, parties, all that kind of stuff. But we also talk about the culture because the culture is arguably more important than legislative affairs. The culture is so important in forming the next generation of voters who then impact government. And Andrew Tate is inarguably one of the most powerful cultural influences in the entire world right now, let alone in our country. In fact, I would argue that he's only just become as famous in our country as he is in other countries around the world. He's influencing young men, a generation of young men helping form their minds in, in my opinion, I've argued, uh, forming their minds in really self-destructive ways. So no, we don't have bigger fish to fry than this. This is an incredibly important thing to talk about um, because of, because if we care about the minds of young people, then we have to care about this. Uh, a couple of you have also tried to, I guess, pit Candace Owens and I against each other because we obviously have some disagreements on this. And I would just like to dispense with those comments right now. I love Candace. I have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, Candace Owens' work. I think she's one of the few fighters in the conservative movement that uh, likes to root out corruption and is unafraid to push back against the prevailing conservative narrative. So she and I agree on like 95% of stuff. And believe it or not, we are both grown women, mature human beings, and are able to have disagreements on one issue without it becoming some beef. So uh, perish that thought immediately. We've already been texting about this. So you guys are maybe the last to know my thoughts on this, not, not Candace Owens. Okay, so basically, the summary of this three-hour interview between Andrew Tate and Candace Owens, she challenges him on his critics and Andrew Tate. And by the way, by the way, this, this, my point in all of this is certainly not to pick on Candace Owens. You can, you can have questions about why she went to interview him, and that's fine. Everyone's allowed to ask any kind of questions they want. But, but what I'm doing here is I'm presenting a critique of what Andrew... Tate is doing to influence young men. So again, just to answer some of those questions that we're going to get preemptively here. So Andrew Tate in this video essentially argues a couple of things. He argues that his critics are, such as me, are hypocrites because all of his critics watch pornography. I gotta tell you, that one surprised me a little bit. It, it did make me laugh because obviously not true. Um, also just a very lame defense, I thought. I expected something a little bit more intellectual than that, but oh sure, you can't criticize porn because may maybe you watch porn. 
Well, surprise, surprise, Andrew, not everyone watches porn. In fact, I would say the only people who believe that every single person watches porn are the people so saturated in pornography themselves and in the pornification of the human body or perhaps the production of pornography that they view it as normal, so normal that they believe that everyone must do that. So that accusation really reflects more on Andrew Tate's mindset about the world or his worldview than anything else. Um, Andrew Tate also said he is not sorry for the pornography business uh, that made him rich. He said he didn't think what he did was that bad and he claims he didn't hurt anybody. He essentially argues that the immorality of running a pornography business and therefore propagating this to young men is justified because he came from a hard background. Essentially, it sounded like he was arguing that the ends justify the means. So that's that's a quick summary of some of the arguments that he's made. So let's take a look at his response to my criticism. Let's play the video. I think that's a good question. I think, but I will actually, I want to get to what your belief in is in terms of when you start talking about the matrix, because I will say I, some of the people that have been going after you, Liz Wheeler obviously has been one of them. Um, Liz Wheeler has been one of them. I think you blocked her. (laughs) Um, Ali Stuckey has talked a lot about it. I know these young women, they're not Wait, can you pause the video there for one second? Pause the video for a second. I laughed so hard when he did that because that's the exact, it's, it's like a version of that trick when you're trying to make someone uncomfortable and you're like, oh, hi, sure, I remember you. Are you An- Anthony Tate, is that right? Arthur Tate? And you like intentionally get their name wrong in order to try to, to try to unsettle them. That's his version of, of that. And I gotta tell you, I did laugh when he said that. You can replay it. Okay, I have a lot of disagreements with them. Stylistically, we have disagreements. Allie's a, uh, is a, means what she says. Even if I disagree with her point, I know she means what she said. It's not an act for her. She's not trying to do anything. She says it because she believes it. I've known her for years. She's actually been very good to me when people were very, the, the, the guard of conservatism. Allie had me on her show. She had a platform for me. Liz genuinely believes everything that she's saying. I don't think she's a part of the matrix, even if I think that there are some pieces of it of your life and why people gravitate towards you that she doesn't fully understand. And maybe she never will understand it. But they, to me, are not a part of the matrix. Okay, so... So let's talk about what the matrix is sure. and what the matrix isn't. Sure, let's talk about the matrix. Before we that, before we do that, let's talk about this recent conservative attack. I want to make it clear that I don't watch basically any of the attack <laughs> videos made on me. I'm, I'm busy and I'm very happy with my life and I don't allow attacks on my psyche. If somebody makes a video that attacks me, I don't watch it. I don't watch it because I don't want to watch it because I don't care. I don't watch them either. I don't care. And I don't say this to insult Liz or anyone else. I don't know them enough or respect them enough to give a what they made or what they say. I don't care. So I can't talk about the specifics of what she said because I don't know what she said because I didn't watch it. However, I don't believe it was well-intentioned. I think that there is certainly a degree of jealousy that came with my massive influence and the number of views I got on the Tucker Carlson show. I think that the fact that 10-year-old videos, which have been debunked 30 times are now coming up again, is not well-intentioned at all. But I can't be entirely not sure of that. So I can't comment specifically on their attacks because I haven't watched their attacks. I don't. I think they're seeing those videos for the first time. That's why I said I'm trying to bridge the gap between I only knew about those videos for a long time because I've been paying attention to, the, to yeah. your UK career. Yeah. I don't believe these people have been. I think the first time they were introduced to you was on Tucker Carlson's interview. Yeah. If I'm guessing, I have not spoken to them, but I'm, so they're just seeing this. 
then somebody starts circulating old clips and they are like, oh my God, this person, this must be true. Again, guessing, have not spoken to them about you at all. Got it. Well, it's up to them to come to their own conclusions about me. I'll live my life and I'll continue to live my fantastic life and I'll be the best person I can be. And they can come to their own conclusions. And they can make videos in support of me or attacking me for the rest of human time. I'm not going to watch any of it. I'm not interested. Right. So that's those two. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so the important part of, of that particular clip is Andrew Tate's credibility is on the line right from the get-go because immediately we know that he's, he's not telling the truth. He's being deceitful about his answers here. Because he responded multiple times to my tweets when I made factual observations that he's he's pushing this, this lifestyle of materialism and pornography and exploitation of women and worship of self on young men, and that's self-destructive. Um, Andrew Tate retweeted the video of, of Mike Crispy totally destroying me, which was about my video and my tweet about Andrew Tate. Tristan T Tate quote tweeted when I, when I tweeted that video that went globally viral of things that Andrew Tate has said and admitted to having done. And then of course, Andrew Tate blocked me. He then unblocked me, but he initially blocked me. So again, my factual observations here um, is that he's offering a self-destructive path to young men. And I think when this, what he was offering to young men was identified in that way and he was called out for it. And a lot of people began to see the truth and that it wasn't an MC observation because his actions substantiated my factual observations, I think this rattled him. Um, but the point of all of this is if Andrew Tate is lying about this, then what else is he lying about? There's also one other point that I wanna make here, and, and I mentioned it before. Part of what we do here on the show is follow cultural influences. So following cultural influences doesn't mean that you just notice someone when they are at the height of fame. It means that you, you've been following them and their influence as their influence is growing. So for example, I thought it was wrong back in the day when Twitter banned Andrew Tate. This was years ago. When Twitter banned Andrew Tate because he had some take on the Me Too movement or some take on, on women being partially at fault for being victimized uh, in sexual offenses, Twitter banned him from Twitter. He was completely deplatformed. And I thought it was wrong. I didn't agree with his, his take and how he phrased it and all that, which is neither here nor there. But I thought it was wrong of Twitter to censor him. Um, the reason that I have been speaking out at this moment against what Andrew Tate is propagating to young men is because Tucker Carlson gave Tate a larger platform than Tate has on his own. Andrew Tate is correct when he said that he got an, an enormous amount of views on that Tucker Carlson interview. I mean, half of the world essentially watched it. The entire internet watched it. Not literal numbers here, just being a little hyperbolic. And Tucker, by interviewing Andrew Tate, Tucker Carlson is highly respected in the conservative movement. And so when Tucker Carlson gave Andrew Tate this platform, it gave 
permission for young conservative men to admire Andrew Tate and to uh, like Andrew Tate. It gave them the moral justification to ignore Tate's history of immorality. And I think that's really dangerous. So Andrew Tate had influence on his own. Certainly, I'm not arguing that. And he had that's been building for a while. But then when Tucker Carlson platformed Andrew Tate in the way that he did on his show, and it got like 100 million views or something, that bridged a different gap that I thought, you know, this is a really dangerous bridge that's been crossed. And I want to speak out against this because I care about young men who are falling prey to this. Hence the timing of that particular response. Um, But here's the thing. Here's the thing. My commentary on Andrew Tate, I want it to be perfectly clear what my commentary has been. My commentary has not been about Andrew Tate's legal case. I've not commented once, not once on Andrew Tate's legal case. I've only commented on the morality of Andrew Tate's message to young men based on his own words and based on uh, his history, meaning based on his actions. Because words mean essentially nothing if they're not backed up by actions here. So I have not been arguing the legal case related to Andrew Tate. I've been arguing the moral case against Andrew Tate. Take a listen to this video. Right. And that's why I'm trying to clarify and talking to you because I've realized that there's a lot of conflating going on. Um, and a lot of it is because America, I, I feel, is just now being sort of introduced to you, whereas in the UK, you've been around for a while. And there was one, and I'm only familiar with your UK brand because of my husband. So I, I know that you've been big in the UK circuit for a very long time. And there was an old video that surfaced of you spanking a woman with a belt. Yep. Tell me you love me. Say what you mean. This obviously has made it through the UK media for years, and I know, I know what that is based on my understanding of what happened with Big Brother when you were on Big Brother. But Americans are just seeing this video in a long montage of awful Andrew Tate videos. So I want you to explain to them. Yeah. what that was. And again, this is another example of when the woman has already spoken out and clarified that this was not her being abused, but... Absolutely, yeah. The woman's already come forward instantly after the video. She came forward and made a video and said, look, this is between me and Andrew, and he never hurt me, and I love him very much, and this is something that personal that happened in the bedroom. Hello, everyone. Um, I just wanted to say something about the video that's been released recently about me and my ex-boyfriend, Andrew Tate. Andrew is my still great friend. What you guys saw on the video is just what we used to do. It was just pure game. He's a great guy. He would never hurt anyone unless he's fighting. (laughs) Okay, so this is actually a perfect example of my issue with Andrew Tate. And that is his defense. His defense is that, oh, this was this behavior was perfectly okay. Now, the video that he showed is not the only video of him beating a woman. There is another video that was in that original montage that, that I showed that Milk Bar TV had created that I shared that went viral. There was another video of Andrew Tate beating a woman with a belt. And my point is a moral point, right? Andrew Tate is trying to relegate this to consent. Well, it's perfectly okay that this happened because she gave her consent. She told me it was okay. Consent means that everything's a-okay. And my argument is that consent is not the same thing as morality. That even if someone tells you that you are permitted to abuse them, it is still fundamentally immoral for you to abuse them. For example, if somebody says, shoot me, you should know better than to shoot them. They don't get to decide that you're allowed to shoot them. It is wrong. Now, it's both legally wrong to shoot someone, but obviously morally wrong to shoot someone. The same thing if someone, if a woman says, punch me in the face, are you gonna do that? 
Well, no, of course you're not gonna do that because consent doesn't equal morality. And my argument here is, okay, maybe that is, maybe beating someone with a belt in that way, maybe that's legal. I wasn't making a legal argument. I'm making a moral argument that is fundamentally immoral to degrade a woman in that way, to sexually degrade a woman in the way that Andrew Tate was degrading her. That is the example that he's setting for young men of immorality, of degradation, of utter disrespect for the female human person. And I don't want young men to fall for that just because Andrew Tate has accurately diagnosed the cultural ill, the reality that our society is vilifying men. That's true, Andrew Tate gets that part right. He is, he is completely accurate when he says that our society is vilifying men and that's wrong and that men should be men. Great. But then the question is, but what is a man? What is real masculinity? How are men supposed to act? Because it's one thing, it's very easy for us to look at something and say, well, that's wrong, we don't want that. We don't wanna trans the kids, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want critical race theory being poured into the minds of our people in the, in the you know, corporate, in corporate America and schoolrooms. We can identify what's wrong, but how do we define what's right? This is what Andrew Tate, this is why Andrew Tate is dangerous because he accurately points out wrongs that sometimes can be unpopular to point out that that thing is wrong. So he feels that he's fighting against the matrix, the powers that be, when he pushes back against things that are wrong. But what is he offering in, as an antidote? What is he offering in exchange for as an alternative to what's wrong? My argument is that what he's offering in exchange or as an antidote is poison. He's offering, offering self-destruction. He's offering materialism and pornography, exploitation of women, and ultimately worship of self. And I don't want that for young men. And conservatives and red-pilled, whatever you want, however you want to identify, red-pilled Americans should know better than to fall for this. This actually speaks to a much bigger problem in the conservative movement. Andrew Tate's just an illustration of this, perhaps a perfect illustration of this, and we're gonna to get to that in a minute. Um, I wanna play video number nine here. Video number nine, Andrew Tate addresses the pornography business where he made his wealth. He said he used to make $600,000 a month running this pornography business. This is element number nine. Go ahead and play it on the screen when we can. I'm not the kind of person who's gonna sit and apologize for his past. I believe all's well that ends well. I believe we're humans and we grow and we learn. I'd be a fool and I'd be disingenuous to sit here and pretend I was sorry for something I did in the past. And I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna be very honest to everyone at home. I've talked at length for a very long time about my history and the fact I used to run a webcam business and I don't feel guilty for that. I know that's maybe what they want from me. I don't feel sorry for that. I've never hurt anybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Define webcam business, Andrew. 
A webcam business is pornography, and to find pornography, it's the performance of sexual acts for the gratification of a viewer at home. It's the sexual abuse of women because you're using their bodies like objects to gratify someone else. It's a degradation of the human body. That's what a webcam business is. A webcam business is a euphemism for something really awful, something immoral. And yet, what does Andrew Tate says? He says, I don't feel guilty for running a webcam business. So we as Christians are happy to forgive someone when they are truly contrite, when they repent, when they have actually had a transformation of the heart. If that were the case with Andrew Tate, like, Great, welcome to the good side. I would love, I want nothing more than for Andrew Tate to recognize the error of his ways, to correct that, to use that then as a platform to lead young men in the right direction. That, that's my prayer for Andrew Tate, actually. I'm not here to destroy Andrew Tate the person. I don't think people are made inherently evil. I think Andrew Tate has chosen to engage in evil acts. He has chosen to defend some evil ideas, but he himself at the core, no one is created evil evil. We are all created in the image and likeness of God. I pray that Andrew Tate does repent of the evil things that he's done. But he himself said, I don't feel guilty for running a webcam business. I don't feel sorry for that. And he says, I've never hurt anybody. Well, I've never hurt anybody is simply, is simply not true. I mean, you can look at the statistics of the impacts of pornography. Even if you put the women who are being sexually exploited for cash aside, and that's a pretty big thing to put aside, even if they gave their consent, because consent while that may make it legal, does not make it moral. The impact of pornography on young men is horrific. It breaks up marriages, it causes sexual dysfunction, it increases violence. It is incredibly destructive to the Western world and to families, incredibly destructive. And it has no, no redeeming value. It's not like, oh, well, it has some bad impacts, but it also does X, Y, Z good. No, it doesn't. It's bad right from the beginning. It's disordered sexual behavior. It causes young men not to be able to actually take part in regular old sex because they're so desensitized via all this violent sex that they see on pornography that they can't actually they have erectile dysfunction because they can't actually perform because pornography has ruined them. In addition to the fact that it's degrading to the women they're watching, it's ultimately unloving and disrespectful, unfaithful to hopefully the woman that they're married to or the woman that they will be married to, it's so destructive. And he says he didn't hurt anyone. That is simply not true. It's simply not true. But then he offers as an example, or not as an example, he offers moral relativism for why he engaged in this behavior. Take a look at this. This is video 10. I'm not gonna sit here and try and pretend that I feel guilty or I feel sorry for that. I'm from a low income background. I did what I had to do to survive. And truthfully, all in all, being very honest, I don't think what I did was really that bad. And I wanna say that, and I know people are gonna lose their minds for it, but I didn't sell drugs. I didn't kill anybody. I mean, what did I do? I, I found a gap in the market and I helped some people organize some accounts on an internet website. That's what I did. And they're gonna try and criticize me and crucify me for the next 100 years because of it, because of clips that were made 10 years ago. That's called moral relativism. Moral relativism is, uh, is trying to dismiss wrongdoings you've committed because compared to something else that might have happened somewhere else by someone else, it's not as bad as that. That doesn't absolve you from the wrongness of your behavior in propagating a pornography business, propagating the sexual abuse of these women and propagating the harm on men and families who consume that pornography. It's, it's, a, it's an inherently harmful activity. And because you say you didn't murder anyone, you think it's okay? Like, what, what is the standard for society then? 
Is everything okay except the most hideous of crimes? Well, I murdered someone, but it's not that bad because at least I wasn't a pedophile. Like what? What? This is, this is not rational thinking. This is thinking that's at a lower level than Andrew Tate should allow himself to think. This is absolutely, absolutely bananas. And then Andrew Tate says that people who are criticizing him over this pornography business shouldn't be allowed to criticize him. And here's the reason he offers for why. How do you sit and want to criticize me for being involved in the production of pornography 10 or 11 years ago if you're involved in the consumption of it? Because you're creating a market for it. So anybody who wants to sit and say that I did things wrong, that's fine. You're allowed to throw stones. But if you're in a glass house, if you have ever signed up to an OnlyFans account, if you have Instagram, if you're following these models on Instagram who you don't know, who are showing their tits and ass all day, if you've watched porn, if you fancy or think some beautiful woman on a, on a movie, if you're going to live in lust yourself and you're funding this entire industry, you're downstream, you're at the bottom of it. How can you then take the moral high ground on the person who's producing it? That doesn't make sense to me. So if you've totally abstained from pornography your entire life and you've never looked at it ever and you've never been involved with it ever and you're a perfect person and you want to come along and say what I did was wrong, that's fine. Oh, well, isn't that great? I, I fit his profile of the, uh, of the critic who's allowed to criticize him. All those standards, check, check, check. It's obviously anybody can criticize him, right? Not just someone who doesn't abstain from pornography, but this is a, this is a pornographic mindset, right? If you assume that every single person in America, let alone the world, consumes pornography, then you are so saturated in a pornographic mindset. There are too many people that consume pornography. The, the number's like 58% of Americans have consumed pornography at some point. It's an abysmal number. It's awful. It's atrocious. It's destructive to American culture. We are feeling the downstream effects of internet pornography, what, 20, 30 years after it, it's become legal, and it's awful. That's way too many people, but there are a huge number of Americans who don't participate in pornography. 42% of Americans do not consume and have not consumed pornography. Of course, he wants to disqualify critics because there are a lot of people who recognize that pornography is destructive, but also have fallen prey to the sexual sin of pornography because online pornography is so prolific thanks to people like Andrew Tate who produced it. But of course you can still criticize something that is wrong because it is wrong. It doesn't matter your platform. It doesn't matter who you are. You're allowed to recognize wrong, and you shouldn't allow someone like Andrew Tate to shame you into not speaking out against something that's wrong simply because you are not a perfect human being. You shouldn't be watching pornography, but this is the same sort of argument that the left makes about abortion, telling men you're not allowed to speak about abortion, you're not allowed to have an opinion about abortion because it's not your body. Only women can have, only women who can have abortions should be allowed to have an opinion about it. The reason the left does that is because they're trying to disqualify some of the strongest voices against abortion, which are pro-life men. That's what Andrew Tate's doing. He's trying to disqualify people who are effective critics of the immorality that he's propagating to young men. He is a role model for young men. He's incredibly influential. Young men, he's correct. In another part of the interview, he says, young men adore me. That's accurate. That's accurate. And even some conservative and red-pilled young men are influenced by Andrew Tate and adore him, and they're following in his footsteps. And what example is he setting? What example is he setting when he tells them that you're, you're not allowed to criticize pornography if you've ever, ever indulged in pornography, or that you're only, you must be jealous if you recognize the factual observations about the self-destructive path that Andrew Tate is leading young men along? 
Pornography is wrong, and every single person on Earth has the objective capability to recognize that it is wrong. And then, this was a really interesting part of the interview, the moral relativism reached a whole new level. Instead of just saying, instead of Andrew Tate arguing that critics, the only people that are allowed to criticize him are people who have never sinned, he justified his immoral behavior by essentially saying, well, I was poor, therefore, what other options did I have but immorality? Take a listen to this. I don't think I was a bad person. I never hurt anybody. I think I could have done much worse things. I know many people from my circumstances who did many things worse than what I did. And all in all, I'm not going to sit and pretend I'm sorry for something I'm not sorry for. And I, I just want to make it clear to the world that, like you said, people come from different backgrounds and, and people grow and people change, etc. But I also look at the world in a different way. I think that we're all constantly doing our best. I think I'm doing the best I can right now. When I'm 55, I might watch this interview and think I'm an idiot, right? And I think we're all constantly doing our best. And I did the best I could do at the time. And I don't think it makes sense for me to hate past me for doing his best. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't have to wait until I'm 55 to think that the arguments that you're making in this, this interview are idiotic. Listen, this actually blew my mind that he would sink to this level of moral relativism where he says that his immorality is essentially justified because he came from what, a background, a hard knock background? This is mind blowing to me. So essentially the argument that he's making, and Candace actually articulated it better earlier in the interview when she said, Jay-Z, the rapper, used to sell cocaine, but now that he's successful and rich and famous, he doesn't have to sell cocaine anymore. And Andrew Tate is saying, well, yeah, I, I, I came from a hard knock background. I just did what I had to do. Like when on earth is your circumstance that you have to run a pornography company, that that's your only option for success. I, I think this is insulting to people who have had challenges. Every person on earth faces challenges, whether they're obvious to the outside world or whether they're not obvious to the outside world. We live in a fallen world. Everybody has a quote unquote hard life. It just depends on what the challenges that you face are, whether they're external or internal or whatever. Trying to compete for who's the biggest victim is a fundamentally leftist mindset. That's like the, the victim mentality. It's awful. No, see, this is one of the things that I'm talking about. Young men are going to look at Andrew Tate and feel like if they have, if they've come from some kind of challenge, that they are justified because they're a victim in doing something immoral. This is an incredibly dangerous thing for Andrew Tate to be propagating, for Andrew Tate to be telling young men. I fundamentally disagree that it, that immorality um, is on this grading scale that if you are poor or if you come from a broken family, then okay, it's fine if you commit some more, some immorality. But the less difficult, maybe economically 
or socially your life is at certain points, maybe during childhood, the higher standard of morality you should be held to. That is moral relativism 101. And I would never insult another human being by leading them astray, by telling them that if you happen to come from a hard background, or if your background economically was hard, or you came from a broken family, that your only way to be successful is to do something that's so egregiously immoral as pornography is. I think that that is a rejection of the American dream. And of course, a rejection of Christian values and of the human body. The next part of the interview, Candace challenges Andrew Tate on libertarianism. And I love this part because Candace is totally correct on this. She said that libertarianism doesn't work, that she used to be libertarian. I did too, like not full libertarian, but all of us had libertarian leanings when we were young, thinking that government's only role in society was to prevent any violations of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Otherwise, government should get off my lawn, et cetera, et cetera. And Candace said that doesn't work, that there has to be some kind of conservatism, which is different than libertarianism. And Tate responded to that by saying, well, how do we how do we make conservatism work? How do we make conservatism versus libertarianism work? Do we force everybody to be religious? Do we force everybody to be Christian? And this is actually the crux of the entire conversation, this, the entire political conversation. Because the answer to that is no, we're not advocating for a theocracy. The answer is that we have to acknowledge as a society that there is such a thing as objective truth. There is such a thing as reality. That reality is not determined by popular vote. Reality is not determined by a, a panel of Supreme Court judges. That reality simply exists and that our society must be ordered with the acknowledgement of what reality is. That is the only way that we're not going to live in the chaos that we live in now, that we're going to be able to defeat things like the Me Too movement and this vilification of, of men. Andrew Tate is a perfect example of how the Republican Party and conservatives have failed our country. They failed our country because they bought into the libertarian idea that government shouldn't be involved in anything. And what happened was chaos. What happened was moral anarchy, moral anarchy. There's a difference between liberty and license. And what happens in a society that thinks that liberty is the same as license, Andrew Tate is what happens, where morality is never discussed, morality is never determined, but in a society that understands that liberty is not just absolute freedom or license, that liberty is a means to something greater, we order our society towards that something greater, and in order to achieve that something greater, we have to acknowledge fundamental truths. Without an acknowledgement of fundamental truths, then you get a chaotic society the way that we have now, where children are being transed and critical white people are being told that they're racist and men are being told that they're evil and toxic just because they're men. This stuff isn't going to stop as long as we embrace libertarianism. It would be interesting actually to hear Andrew Tate's response to that. And listen, the final thing that I'll say here is I totally get why young men are attracted to Andrew Tate. He's intellectual, he is thoughtful, he's philosophical, he, he enjoys these types of conversations or at least it appears that he does in these interviews. And he is able, he has accurately diagnosed not just general societal problems, but very detailed societal problems with an incredible amount of nuance. And I give him props for that. A lot of people don't spend the time thinking about our cultural problems. The problem, of course, with Andrew Tate is that his prescription for those problems is to lead young men astray in a very self-destructive way towards materialism, towards pornography, towards exploitation of women, towards worship of self. And it, young men 
will be destroyed and therefore our, si our society will continue to face destruction if young men fall for what Andrew Tate is propagating right now. Now, it's pretty clear based on his response and the response of all of his minions that my tweet, when I pointed out these factual observations about the self-destructive path he's leading young men towards, that my tweet rattled him. Here's my challenge to Andrew Tate. This is a, this is a good faith challenge. If you are as intellectually curious as you say that you are, if you are seeking truth, which you should do, if you are open-minded enough to push back against globalists and the matrix, et cetera, et cetera, if you want to prove that you understand masculinity, and I'm not just talking about habits that typically are male habits. I'm talking about the purpose of being a man. If you are truly committed to seeking to lead young men away from the slave mindset that, that you often talk about and towards the men that they were created to be, then I challenge you to live stream yourself listening to the three-hour Theology of the Body podcast that was put on by Christendom College. It is about the human person, the human male and the human female, and the gender roles that are inherent to both and the purpose of those gender roles. Young men, of course, should listen to this. Young women should listen to this. It, it, if you listen to this, you will zoom out on this entire conversation. You will see that Andrew Tate is, well, diagnosing the cultural problem accurately and wildly missing in the prescription. But there is a prescription that is well-ordered. There is an alternative that we should turn towards. And it is in being able to define the purpose of the human person, which requires an acknowledgement of some objective truth. So Theology of the Body podcast from Christendom College. If you are open-minded, if you truly care about these young men that you claim to uh, that you claim to care about, and of course you are influential in their lives, in the way that they think, and in the, in the men that they are going to be as they continue to mature. Those are my thoughts. I'm interested in your guys' thoughts. So let me know what you think. Go to lizwheeler.com or hit me up on Twitter, Liz underscore Wheeler. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.